0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: All right, let's lock it in with Cam Rogers right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals very excited about this conversation the quarterback himself jason campbell former auburn quarterback and nfl quarterback of course host of believe in everything auburn with taylor davis as well you know doing some research on jason I was sadly reminded of that week nine game in 2013 when Jason was a quarterback for the Browns. He lit up my Ravens. I looked at that score. I'm like, oh, my God, I remember that. Jason, I was so annoyed with you that (laughs) week. (laughs) You absolutely carved us up. But, dude, it's great to kind of like sit back and chill with you and uh, chat some football, man. Thanks for coming on.
0: No, I appreciate it. Uh, Like I said, it's it's great to be able to chit-chat. you know rather than tens a lot we, we do tests you know time to time but uh you know it's always good to get on the get on the podcast now and actually do some do some real work together so i tell you what yeah i remember that aoc game against the uh the Bur- i mean against the ravens uh, i mean get an aoc player of the week that week and yeah i should have got another one man we had the patriots a couple of weeks later who we was up by like, 12 like a minute and 50 left and i threw for almost 400 yards and three touchdowns and it's just we found a way to lose. So at that time, it's just the Browns always finding a way to to lose, you know, what I'm what saying like well, we was talented, but just couldn't finish. So but, you know, it was a good time. Good time. I remember that great memory.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That was in Cleveland, too. And I also looked at the box score. Joe Flacco was our leading rusher that game. So I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. wow, this was horrible. And I'm an offensive line guy, Jason. So yeah. when, when, you're, when you're watching an offensive line that isn't playing right. well, it's just not fun. <laughs> It's not. Yeah, our
0: defense got after them that day. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah we, we really put it on them. So it was a great team win.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, let's talk about Auburn here and mm-hmm. your coverage of the team. Obviously, you cover them here on the Believe Network, but also for the radio network. Just tell me about that experience for you so far. Obviously, that transition from playing and now being in the media.
0: Yeah, I tell you what, uh, you know, for me being in the radio at Arbor Sports Network, it, it was, you know, it was surreal. Uh, you know, they reached out to me, asked me if I wanted to, you know, join the crew. And I said, for home games, and I said, Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, it's a great way to get back on, on campus, great way to be around the program and continue to uh to grow. And so, you know, it's been a fun ride. Uh, you know, I drive down it's an easy drive for me from Atlanta, it's two hours straight down 85 and you know, do your games. And sometimes I spend the night, sometimes I come back, but you know, it's it's really opened up the doors for me in other areas, you know, where I'm able to do CBS now with Monday NFL QB with Adam Shine and Trent Green and and those guys. So I'm on there a couple of times during the year. So, you know, it, it gave me a platform and uh and everything. And I think uh also doing the Believe podcast with Taylor Davis, you know, I think that really gave me a platform, having an opportunity to, you know, be on with a fellow Auburn person, you know, yeah. and Taylor's done some great things in college covering college games and covering Carolina Panthers and Kansas City Royals and, and everything. So, and she knows her stuff, but so it's easier to, to do a podcast with someone that kind of knows, you know, knows the game, you know, as well as she does. And, um, and we kind of cover a lot of things and we kind of have great chemistry. So, you know, I kind of enjoy that aspect of it. And I think podcasts is a great thing. I, I do think it gives people an opportunity to have voices and, uh, and everything. And uh, so, you know, I enjoy it. So thanks for the opportunity.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've been promoting your show, I want to say, for two years now, because you guys have been going strong for quite a while. And Taylor Davis is a pro's pro. She is very seasoned Mm -hmm. and has done a lot. So you guys are fantastic. I do want to start with your recent tweet here, and I'm going to read it for the people (laughs) at home because this went viral. It was so funny. So you go, quote, No offense, but every time they show 1957 and 2010 national champions, I can't help but feel left out because the 2004 team was the real deal and we get no respect that we deserve. Of course, Jason, they're referencing that 2004 perfect season. You went to the Sugar Bowl, defeated Tech. So what did you think about the reaction to that tweet? Did you expect that much engagement? I'm sure you did. Well,
0: at the time, I, I didn't expect a whole lot of engagement. I feel like some people would probably, you know, engage in it. But you're right, it did go viral. And, uh, and you know, I'm just kind of speaking for a lot of guys that played on that team. You know, we always talk about it amongst each other. You know, we just like, you know, every time we show 1957 or 2010, you know, you can think about the 1993 season, you can think about the 1983 season, you know, you can talk about you know, the 2004 season, which a lot of people consider as probably the best team to come through Auburn and uh, and everything and not to be seem like, you know, it's frustrating at times because we feel we do feel left out and we do feel like, you know, no one really it, it's almost like you are going on a retreat, you got left behind and everybody else is is on the retreat and they realize like, oh, snap, we forgot. That we left somebody behind we're that person that we feel like they got left behind and uh yeah. and we just feel like we should get more noted right it than we do and you know of course you know i say it got vacated by usc and and that was tough because you know we was a team that that really earned the right to play for a national championship and didn't get the opportunity uh we beat i think five top ten teams that year and climbed our way all the way up to the top but at the same time, you know, it was just an emotional thing that I was just saying. You know, I wasn't, you know, I was just really just putting it out there like, hey, you know, how come 2004 season is not up there? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not our fault we didn't get a chance to go play in the game. You know, it just put more notoriety and more recognition and, and everything. So some recruits don't even know that. And I think some of these guys was two years old, four years old. You know now coming onto the Auburn campus they don't know that they don't know about the what happened and how the playoff system kind of got started I, I do feel like the 14 was the reason that we do have playoffs and everything because that's when the conversation started because not only us but Utah was left out as well
1: yeah is that the era of the computers and mm-hmm. yeah, that sort of puts system. it all together yeah. the BCS yeah. national title game of course the Orange Bowl yeah. USC and Oklahoma so you sort of answer this question but yeah. do you at all like even now just think to yourself what could have been if we battled the trojans or battled the sooners yeah. and do you mm-hmm. think you would have beaten them
0: yeah i think so like yeah i think for us it was a revenge game uh we lost to them out there in 2002 and then usc we lost we end up dropping a pass to win the game at the end and uh and so they didn't blow us out. The year. That's the year we actually should have beat them in USC. And then the next year, we changed offense coordinated by Petrino and went to Louisville to the head coaching job. So everyone that was on our offensive staff had never been offense coordinator before and never called plays. And your first game was against USC. So, you know, it wasn't a warm-up. And uh, you can tell the huge difference in that game because things wasn't flowing, things wasn't like it was the year before when we had a legit offensive coordinator. And then you know the next year after that season, uh, we end up getting Al Borges. Kept all our other coaches, which as well as we should, because we respect them and they was great coaches. They were just they was the offensive coordinators, you know. And then all of a sudden you bring in Al Borges, and he keeps everything the same. And he just knows how to put all the pieces together by utilizing everybody's ability. And that's the sign of being. Uh, a musician at coordinating because you know how to get the best out of every player and how to mix and match guys. And, and he knew exactly what to do. And he did a great job. We ended up going 13-0 that year. And then after I graduated, it went 11-2 the next year and he was still there. So it just goes to show you, you know, the importance of of coordinators. Uh, So we was ready for USC because we felt like we matched up very well. Like our defense was great. We didn't have a lot of weaknesses. And uh, that's what you need to, in order to go and win games.
1: Man, I bet your eyes must have rolled when you realized you weren't in that <laughs> title game. That's so frustrating. Yeah. And I guess you sort of yeah. talked about this too about starting that conversation with the playoff format. And mm-hmm. now there's more conversation about expansion. Obviously, I would assume you're very much in favor of expansion. Where do you stand on that?
0: Yeah, I do think it need to be more than four. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I definitely think so. That because it's hard. If you look at it this year, it's hard just to pick four teams. You know, you have you know Georgia, Alabama. Uh, Michigan State, uh, Oregon, Cincinnati, you know, Ohio State, um, you know, it, it's just so tough, like, to just say, okay, we're going to put four teams out, so who are you going to leave out? So, that, right now, an undefeated Cincinnati team is being left out, you know. Right now, an undefeated Oklahoma team is being left out because Oklahoma kind of done it to themselves, that, that they barely beat Tulane, they barely beat Kansas, two teams that are 1-6 and 1-7, and, and, and you have to go down to the end of the game to beat them. So, you know, that that – puts a knock on you. But I, I think, I definitely think it should go six to eight, eight teams. Uh, maybe your top two teams gets a buy the first one, um, you know, just do it like a playoff format, like the NFL kind of does. But, you know, I, I think it's going to end up being 12 because that's what they said. I think they want to try to get every division winner as possible. And then, you know, they're expecting probably a two from the SEC, which special with us to with Oklahoma and Texas, it could be three one year, who knows. So, yeah, you know, this thing is about to get interesting. And I think when you go to 4 cam, the problem that happens, it made all the other bowl games seem like they was not legit. Like, I remember when I was playing, if you played in bowl games and, you, you know, you got a New Year's Day bowl, that was huge for your university. Now if you get a New Year's Day bowl, people are like, oh, who cares, you're not in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, so it kind of minimized the rest of the bowl games, which are still big, but it, people don't see it that way now because all people only focus on, on the playoff format.
1: It's so interesting. And of course, if there was a 12 team playoff format right now, Auburn would just be on the outside, but we're not at the end of the year yet. They're number 13. The first rankings came out here, Jason, and wanted to just get your overall macro thoughts here on the Tigers season. So far, there were some changes at the quarterback position at one point, but we're back to Bo Nix. What do you think about his play so far and just general thoughts?
0: Yeah, I feel like overall, I feel like Coach Harson's done a really good job. Uh, you got to think these was not even his recruits. Um, you know, he hasn't had an opportunity to put his recruiting class together. Uh, he came in late uh, in January when he got the job, so a lot of kids had already signed under Gus. And uh, so I think he's done a really good job of taking these kids and making them buy into the system that he's trying to bring in. And I think for Bo, I think you know, I think his last three games have been probably his best games of his career. Um, you know, just the way he's matured from being taken out of the game and, and responding from it. I, I do think that that was a turning point for him was to 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 be on the sideline for a little bit of time and just see things. And from a different way, because when he came out of college, he was instantly given the job, you know, and, and everything. And so this was the first time he probably had to face adversity like that. And I think he just – and I think it made him mature a little more. I think it made him more aware of what he was doing. He probably went back and he readjusted, you know, some of his playing style. He doesn't really run around a whole lot. He still does, but not as much as he was before. So, I just feel like – I feel like he's taking a step up in maturing as a a quarterback in the SEC. So, I really think over the last three weeks, he's really been very consistent. He's been – you know, his percentage has been really good. The receivers have been doing what they're supposed to be doing. So I think the team is headed in the right direction. You know, he has a really good run game with him. Defense is playing outstanding. Uh, we do have two tough games, though, Cam. We got, mm-hmm. you know, the getting the playoff talk, we shouldn't even talk about it until we have to beat Texas in, you know. And then, you know, there's a sneaky Mississippi State team that's out there. You know, there's. They went into Texas A&M and beat them a couple of weeks ago. And we get them at home this week. And that's an early game. That's 11 a.m. kickoff. So, you know, you have to take them one game at a time, like Coach Harson says, especially when you're dealing with a college kid because you don't want to get caught slipping trying to think of the what-ifs. You need to take care of business first.
1: All right, one game at a time. There is so much truth to that. Well, maybe I should just cross off this next question here, Jason, because <laughs> nah. I really do want to talk about the Iron Bowl. And could yeah, that yeah, game yeah. be. Yeah, we could talk game? about
0: it. They can't talk about it. Okay, we can talk about it. All right, so we're good to talk. <laughs> all right, let's
1: do that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we're not playing. No, we're good. We're just uh, pundits now. All right. So the Iron Bowl, I see it as potentially a play-in game to represent the SEC West and take on mm. Georgia in the title game. What say you?
0: Oh, yeah, I I like that aspect. Uh, To get Alabama in our backyard at home to decide to go into the SEC West Championship and get a rematch against Georgia. Like, if you coach Harson in your first year, somebody told you that would be the scenario, would you take it? Yeah, he'll probably take that nine out of ten times. And uh, I think this team would take that nine out of ten times based off the fact that we struggled against the Georgia State team and we have to beat them on a fourth and ten type play. And uh, and then to see how the season has kind of started to turn for these guys – like I said, you can win these next three games and you can go into the Iron Bowl at nine and two and it decides to go who goes to the SEC West Championship. Man, you want to talk about a stadium rocking. You want to talk oh, right. about like being electorate and you want to talk about getting recruits, having a big recruiting class. All these things play into a factor and uh, and everything. So, I, I you know. It sounds really good right now, but let's not. I'm not going to get too excited about it until we take care of business first. And like I said, the team has already showed some 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 highs this year of being able to face adversity and turn around. I think that's a sign of a maturing football
1: program. Yeah, you talk about adversity, Jason, and I think it's fair to say that no matter how elite you are of an athlete, mm-hmm. you go through some bout of adversity. Everybody talks about Michael Jordan getting cut and his freshman year for basketball right perfect example mm-hmm. there is it true that adversity really can flip a switch in you and really just turn you into another gear somewhat what we're seeing from Bo Nix
0: yeah adversity gonna do one or two things for you you're gonna go up from it or you're gonna go down like it's all about how you respond and uh, you know you hear that a lot you know how people respond and react to things and like I said a lot of folks didn't know how Bo was gonna respond you know and uh, I think having T.J. Finley there when they signed T.J. I said well this can work better for Bo if he accepts it the right way and looks at it as like, okay, I accept challenge because we all need to be challenged. Sometimes we all get too comfortable. And, uh, and I think he was just too comfortable. And I think he needed someone to kind of push him a little bit and make him come out of his comfort zone and then and, and motivate him a little bit more to, you know, to, to be the player that he wants to be. And I think, so a lot of that goes to having a great backup quarterback. And I know you need to have one of those guys and not just for both say, but sure. What if, Knock on wood, if he gets hurt and you're in a fight for the SEC West, if TJ is not there, who are we putting in the game? Yeah. You know, so people that I think about that, because I hear a lot of fans saying, well, our TJ should just transfer now and all that type of stuff. I'm like, why are you pushing him to transfer? I just like he's one play away from having to go into a game and help us win if something was to happen. I was like, so you need to be focused on the season and trying your best to instill in him the confidence that you had in him. when He came into the Georgia State game. And that way you root for both of these guys. Don't try to pin them against each other. Root for both of them because you could be in a Georgia situation where Bennett had to come in. for for JT Daniels, right. you know, and if Bennett had transferred, then you, you wouldn't even be in the position you're in right now because you'd be leaving extremely just heavy on the defense and you wouldn't have no one back there to pull the trigger as a quarterback and you wouldn't be number one ranked team in the country so you know people got to get out this aspect of it's just qb1 no you got to have qb1 and qb2 you know just look at the nfl this past weekend dallas cowboys you know seattle seahawks and uh the jets you know all these backup quarterbacks that helped their team win and uh -hmm. so you know it's it, it just to me, I, I feel like Bo's done a really good job of accepting that. And I feel like he's responded well. And I do see a different person in him. I do see him as a more mature quarterback.
1: All right. Well, we're headed to College Station, Texas AM, and Auburn doing battle. Auburn is just a tick better in the rankings than the Aggies. The Aggies are at 14. But <laughs> according to Bet Online, Auburn is actually getting four and a half points. So the Aggies are okay, the favorites okay. in this game, Jason. So. Give me your keys and maybe if yeah. you have a score prediction, fire it at me.
0: Well, I say this: we ranked ahead of them in the coaches' poll, right? Or the uh, I don't playoff, know about the playoff format. Poll. I F- didn't playoff check that format, one. okay. Playoff format, we ranked ahead of them. Correct. I think a lot of that has to do with cause they was on a bye week last week, and then we played Ole Miss. So Ole Miss was ranked ten. So I think that's how that system works. Uh, when you think about from the AP polls. You know, we're right behind them. And that's okay. You know, that's okay. You wanna be running down people at this point of the year, you know, and I think our team responds better to that. You know, anytime people doubt us, I think the guys respond better. Um, so I I do respect and AM football team. I watched him play the Alabama game that night, you know, it was an outstanding football game. I think Jimbo's, you know, he's he's really getting the guys that he wants there now. And and you gotta think that this game is gonna be it's going to be another electric game because Jimbo is looking at it the same way we're looking at it. Jimbo is saying in his head, like, Hey guys, if we can beat Auburn and then Auburn can do us a favor and beat Alabama the last game of the year, guess what? We go to the SEC championship, you know? So they're looking at it the same way, but they can't do anything unless they can beat us. So that's why, that's what makes this game so pivotal and makes it a showdown. That's why, people always say November is a month to remember in football because this is where the meat and the potatoes, they start to separate because either you playing for something or you already unchecked out you're looking on to the next season. So you want to be playing for something in November. Right now, both of these teams are playing for something in November. And I really like our defense right now. We're playing a bend, don't break style defense. We're getting after people. We're hitting people. Um, you know, we're very stiff when you get to the red zone. And I think we're going to need that, especially when you're going against the Aggies team that can run the football. Uh, I'm not sure if the quarterback is completely back yet, but you know, they still can move the ball up and down the field. They have a big tight end that they love to throw the ball to. So they've always had big guys. Uh, You know, I I always say, man, I don't know where they get these kids from, but they've always had big guys. Right. (laughs) He was one of them. So, you know, we definitely got to go out there with our hard hat on and be ready to be physical. It's definitely gonna be a physical football game. And then for us offensively, we just could sustain drives like we've been doing you know that's what's helped us against Arkansas and Ole Miss we sustain drives on offense where we're putting points on the board and that puts a lot more pressure on the other team against our defense so if we can continue to do that if Bo can continue to have the success that he's had on the road like he has against LSU and against Arkansas uh, in in Aggie Stadium then um, I I think we have a real good chance to, to be very successful
1: Auburn taking on Texas AM this week. I think that's the SEC game of the weekend, in my opinion. You have LSU and Alabama. Yeah, it's, Penn, not
0: the, it's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's the not the same. That not used, the same. <laughs> yeah. That used to be like a marquee game, man. Oh, yeah. It used to be like college game day is there. And, you know, eight it's o'clock just, on CBS. That right, was
1: seven on ESPN. Right.
0: right. Seven on ESPN. So, you know, but we already know this is not going to be for long. You know, LSU is going to bounce back. Wow. They're going to get the right coaching staff in there and they're going to get things back rolling. So, you know that that won't be a long process.
1: I do want to touch upon the rookie quarterbacks of the NFL, but before I get there, I've been dying to ask you this question and I'm going off script a little bit here, <laughs> but so I played 4 years of intramural flag football at the there University of Maryland quarterback. There you go. There you go. So Perks. my issue, yeah, there you go. My issue was always missing high, and I get picked off a lot by the safeties, right? (laughs) So I had this arm slot like a baseball thrower because I have a baseball background. Was that the reason why my balls were sailing? I wasn't getting the elbow up. What are your thoughts there?
0: Yeah, that's the first thing. Your elbow's not up; your elbow's down. So then your ball is tend to flare, the, the float on you. So uh, you got to come over the top of the ball. That's why you had that elbow come over the top of it. So you know, if I'd have had, i been coaching you back then. You know, y'all <laughs> might have won an intermediate championships. You know, Jason, I could have used your help.
1: Yeah, you know, speaking of,
0: yeah, speaking of baseball, man, what about my Braves last night? You know, that was my childhood team. You know, I grew up in Mississippi, so Braves was the only team in the southeast, and. You know, so to have these guys in 1999, I was a senior in high school, but they lost. But, you know, they won it in 95, but to go back and win it the way they won it this year, like it was the opposite of last year. Last year, they had one of the better records in the, in the major leagues. And then all of a sudden the Dodgers beat them and they was up three to one this year. The Dodgers had the best record in, in, in baseball yeah. and then the Braves beat them and then they go on to be the Houston team that could really hit the baseball and uh, win a championship, man. So, you know, congrats to those guys, man, Freeman and all those guys, man, they, they played great.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you what all of America outside of the Lone Star state was rooting
0: for <laughs> <laughs> the Braves. I can yeah, guarantee it pretty you that. popular. Yeah. 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 All
1: right. Let's talk rookie quarterbacks, particularly yeah. Mac Jones. Now I'm yeah. from new England. I know a lot of Patriots fans and what have you. So yeah. The consensus seems to me, Jason, that Mac is playing the best out of the rookie quarterbacks so far this year. What do you say about that and just your thoughts in general about all these guys?
0: Yeah, Mac Mac is eating a lot of good clam chowder, you know, up there in Boston. Uh, I say this, you know, he's really found himself um, with a really good coaching staff. You know, he's going to be drafted with Belichick. One thing, you know, Belichick is going to do is it's kind of like Nick Saban. He's going to surround his quarterback with a great defense. With some offensive guys. I know some people are going to say, like, well, he didn't do this for Brady. Well, for most part of the years, it wasn't like Randy Moss all the time, but he had some really good targets, you know, and, uh, but he really had some great defenses with the Seymours and, you know, and, and all those guys and, and Harris and those guys in the back. So, you know, he's, he's had some really good players. But when you think about Mac Jones and his progress, like, if, they should have beat Tampa. You know, they had Tampa beat and they had Dallas beat. They lose them in overtime. And he's not losing them games. He's keeping them in games because he's not turning the ball over a lot. And he's being very very accurate with the football on 12 to 15 to 20-yard throws. Where can he improve? He can improve on his down-the-field throwing. But it's hard to complain when you have a rookie quarterback that's keeping you on schedule, you know, And, and you're not having to just keep everything vanilla. You're still being able to give him a big portion of the playbook and uh and he's able to move the team and the guys are really they they're believing in him, they're trusting in him. You know, he just come off a of charges you when know, he goes into LA and plays a really good chargers team. And Justin Herbert, who's one of the young stars at, at the QB position, and he outperforms him. And uh, and everything. So, you know, I think it's a lot to be said that, hey, you know, this kid, you know, he's in the right system that fits him. He's in the right place at the right time. And I think they don't try to make him do things that are uncomfortable. They just try to keep him on schedule and uh, and utilize the best of his ability. So I, I think it helps him to have a Josh McDaniels in his corner.
1: You know, you're so positive and logical with breaking down Auburn. You should listen to Boston <laughs> sports radio and how negative they are. Regardless of what happens, like Mac <laughs> Jones is a dank and dunker and blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. so amazing these well, that's because, couch experts, right?
0: Right. But well, that's because everybody wants to compare. We've yeah. gotten we we've gotten in trouble trying to compare everybody to Brady, trying to compare everybody to Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes, or like what happened to development? Just think about it. When Brady first started, he was just wowing people. He came in, there was already a great defense and a great nucleus around him. He didn't start wowing people until after he was about his five, fifth or sixth year starting. Yeah. Um. You know, you think about Josh Allen. Buffalo was ready to get rid of him until they got a new coaching staff. And then they knew how to utilize his abilities and how to build around him. And now you look at him, he's a premier pro bowler. You know, Patrick Mahomes, he stepped into Andy Reid's system that was already a good system with Alex Smith. He just put Patrick Mahomes in place because he has a bigger arm, and it just elevated but it wasn't a whole bunch of changes that had to go on around him. So they developed him when he sat behind him. So even with Aaron Rodgers, I always tell people, I say, man, Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest throwers I've ever seen. I said, you know, he, he, he can throw it from any angle, anything. I said, but Aaron Rodgers, when he first came out of Cal, we was in the same draft class. When he first came out of Cal, he was not throwing the football like that. If everybody remember, he used to hold a ball up here by his head when he threw passes. He sat behind Brett Farr. He got to a really good organization. They changed his throwing motion. They developed him. And when his time came to start playing, the team was already in play. It was a good team around Brett Farr. And then he stepped in, and then he was able to utilize his abilities because they didn't have to change everything else. And they developed him and everything. And you look how they develop all, just not just the quarterback position. Look how they develop all their players. Devontae Adams, these are not top picks. They develop them. And that's the difference between really good franchises and teams that's not really good franchises is they develop their players. And uh, so it's a lot to be said. I, if I'm new England people, I would pump the brakes a little bit just because Belichick is still building this football team. And, you know, the fact that they're probably going to probably going to make the playoffs, like he's not a down the field thrower right now. He was at Alabama. He had, he had a lot of great receivers in Waddle and, you know, and, and Smith and those guys, but at the same time, Yes, the NFL is harder, but he'll get better at throwing the ball down the field. But right now, be happy that he's completing balls and keeping you on schedule. And he's not turning the ball over every time you turn around and you're losing games after game. You're not losing games causing him right now. That's a, that's a positive.
1: It's so interesting you talk about development, and basically what you're saying is, the Peyton Mannings, the Andrew Lux of the world are like once in a decade, you know, just right, come right. out of the draft and boom, a fantastic talent. It takes time.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Even when you think about Peyton, like when Peyton came into the coach, like he threw 30 interceptions or something like that, you know, his first year, you know what I'm saying? But then they kept developing and then he becomes Peyton Manning. Like, you know, like so you have to stop this comparing. I think there's a lot of players that get left out because of the comparing where a team will only deal with you for a year or two. And then they, they pump the brakes on you. They out, they out. Just like Tua, they are out on tour before he can even start 20 games. You know, like you're already trying to move off the kid where when he's coming out of Alabama, everybody's trying to move up to get him. But now you are trying to move off of him. He didn't even play 20 games. So I'm just like, I just like, my goodness. Like we are such a popcorn society that you don't even get a chance kid to even, and it makes, and one thing I don't like about it, it lets everybody else kind of off guard, you know, like other positions that are important. Oh, they're off guard. And where I'm going with this is you're putting everything, all this pressure on, like, oh, two of the reasons we're losing, two of the reasons. No, that's not true. Crap, you were losing when he wasn't even playing. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So that, so everybody else got to step their game up too. When well, you look at, you look at Kansas City Chiefs right now, Mahomes, I, I say this, like, everyone putting all this thing, on. oh, Mahomes, this, Mahomes, that. This is the reason the Chiefs are such and such. That's not just true. Like, you're finding out now you got to have a good defense to keep people from scoring points so it's not putting so much pressure on your offense to score every time they touch the ball. You're also finding out how important it is to protect your quarterback. And now you see what Mahomes trying to do. He's trying to make up for a defense that gives up a lot of points. So now he's throwing interceptions. He's looking not Mahomes-like over these last couple of weeks that you're used to seeing him play at. And then you look at, you know, the things that they're doing and you just like, you know, they're dropping balls, things like this. You just don't see them do. And it's all because of built up pressure. And that's what happens. Like you're trying to overcompensate for things you feel like you lack in other areas. And that's what happens to a lot of young quarterbacks. They get built up pressure. They try to overcompensate for everything else that's going on in the organization. And that just can't happen.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting, and just touching upon that with the comparisons, these radio shows are four hours long, so they need to fill air time, so they are splitting hairs, it's like unbelievable, instead, why don't they just have people like you on as guests, you know what I mean? So anyway, it's so funny though, uh, my Boston sports fan friends will enjoy that little segment there. All right, well, Jason, it's been fun chilling with you, man, I have some rapid fire questions for you, if you don't no mind, way. and we can kind of wrap this thing up, so got a few for you. Toughest arena you played in in college?
0: Oh LSU, Tiger Dan.
1: All right. Your Super Bowl pick right now?
0: Right now, I have Green Bay.
1: Okay. Who would you rather play against, a zone defense or a man defense?
0: Oh, I like playing against man defense because just matchups.
1: Take your shots. Okay. Yeah. Toughest NFL defensive player you've ever faced? Any mm, position.
0: Any position. Ed Reed, just because you had to be alert where he was at every every play.
1: He was always lurking. Right. Favorite Thanksgiving food since it's seasonable?
0: Favorite, oh, that's a good one. Dressing.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, dressing is a favorite.
1: Night game or day game for you?
0: I'm a midday game, 4 o'clock.
1: Ooh, I like that. So, yeah, no, like 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I like those
0: night games. You got to sit in the room all day. Those 1 o'clock games, you got to get up super early. But those 4 o'clock games, because they hit just right
1: there you go Jason Campbell joining lock it in with Cam Rogers you can check him out on the Believe Network of course Believe in Everything Auburn and you can hear him on the Auburn Radio Network as well Jason really do appreciate the time my man and uh, chat soon for sure
0: I appreciate it no problem Cam enjoyed it